And sitting across from me tonight is the man, the myth, the legend, the ninja of Nookie, <laughs> and the Weezer of Juice, Marty. How you doing this week? <laughs> I, I am I am good. I was gonna go with man the myth the lazy, but uh, I, I'm not too bad. Dealing with uh, first week with the uh, wife being off in her job for three months, it's been a little different. But so party at your house this weekend? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, don't know. Probably. I may or may not be there. Who knows? But <laughs> we'll we'll find out when I get back and see shit laying everywhere. Yeah. No, I've had a pretty interesting week. I'm switching jobs now. A few yeah. guys at work are really butt hurt. But the guy with the fantabulous beard, I gave him a special call out because I think he needs a hug. Oh. I think he, he's actually fairly upset. At least he acts like it. Right. But guys I work with are all dickheads, and he'll agree. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's the only place to work. That's the only place I've never felt comfy is in a place that is also a pit of assholes. Yeah. You know? So I, I get that. So what else has been going on? Nothing in particular, or should we jump into this 411 bullshit? Nothing real crazy. It's been pretty nice out, pretty mellow week, actually, so far. Oh, yeah. I had some stuff lined up, but I totally spaced it off in my old age, you know. I forgot stuff. That happens. Yeah. So I do have a correction. Oh, you got to do, before we do that correction, Marty's got to give us some information. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'd like everyone to join us at uh, Edge of the Headlights podcast at Facebook and on Instagram. And go ahead and get a hold of us at uh, Edge of the Headlights Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a letter. Send us a message. Can't send us a letter, dude. It's, yeah, you know Email. What I mean. We don't have a P.O. box yet. I mean, I'm working on that. Oh, oh, nice. Then please don't send us some really weird stuff. Maybe. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> My little mini me is yelling for me. <laughs> but he's. Oh, Jesus. Hang on, folks. And we're back. The joys of recording in the basement of your own house. All right. So. So I do have a correction from last week about Jared Adadero. His remains were found, instead of seven years, they were found four years after his disappearance. All right. So I think we're going to talk about some of the other crazy shit that happens. Marty's got a story, and I got a story. And we, I haven't heard the story he has, and he hasn't heard the one I have, so we'll let him go first. Right, and, and that's how I like him. It's kind of a surprise for each of us hearing the story. Um, no, I was, uh, came across this story actually on uh, Mr. Ballin's YouTube site. Now, we don't know him, we're not friends with him, we're not, you know, whatever, pushing yep. stuff with him. Really good site for weird story stuff, and he has a whole section of just 411 cases. And this one hit me as just kind of weird, and I had not heard it. But it took place in uh, April of 2001, uh, down in Arkansas. And uh, six-year-old Haley Zaga was up on a hike with her grandparents. And they'd uh, taken a trail that led up brought them up to a bluff that overlooked a bunch of the other forest. And they were up there till about 11 o'clock. Uh, on the way down, Haley spotted a waterfall off to the side and really wanted to go check this waterfall out. But her grandparents looked and were like, no, you'd have to climb off this embankment, and it's really dangerous to drag a six-year-old down. And they said, no, we're not doing that. Well, being a six-year-old, she threw a tantrum, plopped down into the middle of the uh, trail and said I'm not going her grandparents said no you gotta get up we gotta get going you know it's 11 o'clock you when did this happen again? Oh, one. Oh, I would have said if that was my mom and dad in one, they would probably kicked my ass again. right get, me get, too <laughs> well this is grandparents they always tend to be a little bit nicer yeah they're the ones that sugar them up and said right. thanks in-laws 
But yeah, she she threw a, a typical you know six year old tantrum and was like, "No, you're gonna have to carry me." And they went, "No, we're just gonna keep walking. You got to get up." So they start walking down the trail, and they're constantly looking back. And eventually, she gets up, and she's like a six year old, taking her time, being annoying. And they keep walking, keep looking back. There's every thirty seconds or so, looking back. And eventually, they turn around, and she's not there. So they're like, oh, she's probably piddling around a tree trying to annoy us. Get back into that. So they run up there, start looking around for her. Don't see her anywhere. Start screaming, yelling for her. They spend about 90 minutes looking through this area for her. Don't find her. Eventually head down to where the trail began, got a hold of police, which then kicked off one of the largest manhunts in the search and rescue manhunts in Arkansas. I did not remember hearing I, about this. I, it was apparently. Well, I was very in the big army deal. at the time, so I don't remember much in the army. I right, got up at six, got off at four, drank till two, got up at six. Right. R- rinse, repeat. <laughs> Watching news? No, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I got booze. But yeah, no, they uh, they had uh, national guard, all kinds of search and rescue teams out, dog units, searching around, searching around. Two days of this go on, they find nothing. The the only hit they had was a dog chasing the trail, and then dead stopped because they lost the trail. Sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, that's a, that's a tick mark for the it, missing four one one cases. Two actually because yeah, they're one second gone the next gone. The area dogs too. follow so far and like oh that's right here the person yeah. should be here. Yeah, that's the the typical boom here it is nothing left. They find no traces. Uh, they're looking around. They were flying helicopters over with FLIR and thermal all night. I don't. I don't mean to jump ahead, but there was the military involved. Uh, National Guard. Oh, but okay. But, yeah, that's right. Not full military, as far as the story goes. I. But National Guard, some of those. Well, about fifty-one hours go by, and a couple of the people that are out looking actually find her almost two miles out of the range that they even expected to find a six-year-old going. Tick mark number three. Exactly. She is hanging out by a little brook. Looks Tick number four. No worse for the wear. <laughs> couple scratches on her. No problems. They they take her in. You know, find out, yeah, that's who it is. It's Haley. They get her into the hospital, check her out. She's there for a couple days before the investigators start uh, asking her what happened, where she was at. And she goes along and says that she was walking and kind of had her head down, kicking rocks, angry six-year-old. And all of a sudden she looked up and there was no trail. Her parents were gone. Her grandparents were gone. No trail. She is literally just in a wall of trees, a forest. That's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and she's like, well, being a six-year-old, she doesn't yell. She's like, well, I'm just going to keep walking this way. And that's so, that's what I find weird that she says she didn't want to yell. I'm sorry if my kids at that age were done that. They'd been like, Dad! Oh, right. Dad! They'd, they'd get one pile over in Walmart and start freaking out. But, yeah, she says she, she walked, kept walking, and ended up back on the bluff where she went and slept. What was that word? The bluff. Oh, I thought you said bluff. Buff. The buff. <laughs> she's on a buff with hippies. No, uh, she ends ends up back on the bluff where she says she spent the first night. And the second night she went down off the bluff and ended up in a cave where she stayed the second night. And then they, the next day, found her at the river. Well, it didn't make a lot of sense. The investigators like, 
we flew over that thing all night and we never picked up a thermal image up on that bluff i mean they were crisscrossing that area left and right yeah. all night and they're like well, that's that'd be a tick number like losing track it's like yeah, tick number five equipment not working properly yeah and uh they, they had some questions they're like well why did you go back up to the bluff she's like well that's where alicia said i should stay and they're like Ooh, who the hell is alicia and she describes this little girl who's four years old dark haired dark eyes who has told her to stay up there and they start asking they're like because they start thinking, well, it's something that was brought on by shock, something to help her deal yeah. with stuff. And they're like, well, and there has you... been cases that, like, in extreme oh, places. Yeah, exactly. You like, there's a case I remember reading one about, not nothing dealing with 401, just like right. a, somebody got lost in the woods. And they had a case where this guy had a two way radio, but he was out of radio contact. And he kept hearing the voice saying, hey, you just need to stay here oh, yep. and that stuff like that. And the person gave a name, usually it's like some divine type name, it's like almost angelic type right. derivative of, the, of that name. And they're like, no one's been talking to you. Your battery's dead on your walkie-talkie, right. actually. Which is insane. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they start questioning her on some of this. And they're like, well, how did you get down the edge of this bluff? Because it is very dangerous and very steep if you don't know where you're going. And she said, well, Alicia helped me. She would actually showing me where to go and would stand in front of me and hold me up if I got wobbly. And they're like, oh, that's bizarre. Mm-hmm. But again, they just kind of blow it all off as, okay. Well, Imagination of a six-year-old. But yeah, she ends up, like I said, two miles out from where they thought a six-year-old could get to. Perfectly fine. Now, uh... Awkward pause, Murray. Right. <laughs> now, at, at the time, I guess this was a super big story. Yeah. At least, certainly down in Arkansas. And they put all of this in the paper about the little girl, her imaginary friend, her, you know, as a lot of them were started saying, oh, it's her guardian angel. And some people reading this start thinking about it and they're like, oh, God, this matches actually the description of a little girl that died up in that area 23 years before. Like, down to the age, description. Her name was Alana, not Alyssa. The only real difference on it. Well, actually, pretty similar thing about it, to a you, little six-year-old Alana, exactly. Alyssa. My current kid right now can't even say the word Paul. Right. It comes out all. Hey, remember, I'm Mario most of the time. Yeah, you're Mario. You know. Kind of looks like Mario, too. but It works. But, no. yeah, apparently, uh, yeah, she, she matched the description of a girl that had died 23 years before up there. And uh, this lady now is like 25 or 26. And she's actually gone on. She has her own YouTube page where mm-hmm. she goes back and tells the story herself and said, you know, before that happened, I never had an imaginary friend. And after that incident, I never saw had her or had that again. And it's just one of those weird things. Yeah. Which, yeah it, uh, being that it's that, like I said, like we talked last time, a, a lot of the people when they run it, especially little kids, it's like a, a furry thing. Yep. But with this, it's being a kid. I, I, my head just started kind of going down some some off roads. Well, what kind of off roads did you go off on, Marty, with your well, four wheel drive? I think. I mean, in my opinion, there is something going on there. Yeah. You know. Uh, no, but, it's, it's not shock, there, right? Because shock doesn't hold you up if you get wobbly. No, exactly. And that that's what kind of caught me off guard. And and maybe it's, it's it was a guardian angel thing, a guardian angel type of thing. I don't know. But I started thinking, what if some of the stuff that's down there 
because look, look at the ones that are usually left alive and found. Mm-hmm. They do talk about, oh, it's a teddy bear, and it's like four-year-olds. Yep. It correlates it's, to what their age yeah, bracket is, actually. something that is there watching over them that can either shapeshift or mentally make them see the image of something that they would relate to and be comforting for them. Yeah. You know. Because that makes perfect sense what you're saying because you have a four-year-old saying teddy bear. Yeah. Like with my kid, it's Sonic. I bet you if he got lost, Sonic would show up. Hopefully he never does get lost. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you know, with like six-year-old it. And about that age, too, is when you start having imaginary friends. Yeah. You don't, you don't, six year olds, you're too old for teddy bears. Right. You got your imaginary friend. But yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, eh. and, then, and then, you know, what if there's multiple groups that are in these areas doing things, even oh, yeah. against each other? And you have some of these that the ones we find that are alive almost always have like a protective story with them. Yeah, it's like what the yin and these, the yang of yeah. what's going on. What, what if some of these things are the cases where the, quote good things find them and then protect them from being completely disappeared you know yeah. that makes it makes sense to yeah. me it, it does make a lot of sense but yeah it was just uh hearing the story i was because a lot of times i'll just throw on stories while i'm playing games or whatever just listen through stuff either D stuff weird story and that one i just hit my phone and went pause went okay let's rewind that again okay i'm gonna pay more attention to this what the hell is going on with this story yeah like i said i've never heard that that's one i've never heard either apparently even at at that time she actually ended up on dateline really yeah and i was like i don't remember that at all well that's just one i was in the middle of having kids and everything else i mean i thought you hatched kids well a couple of them look like they've been hatched. Right. Well, I mean, you, you pick them up, they get in the van, they're yours. You yeah. know, that's just how <laughs> yeah. that is. That's how it works, yeah. <laughs> you want to put them back, but nobody wants them. Well, I got, I'm going to tell you my story. I got, yes, I am intrigued by <laughs> this. The title of this story is called Robot Grandma. And if you ever heard of the Missing 411, you've heard of the Robot, robot Grandma story, unless you're Marty. So... I went and found this story on a website called Down the Chupacabra Hole. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's, oh. A bunch of, it's got a bunch of cool stuff on there. It's like, I love that name, Down that, the Chupacabra Hole. The, the, it's, the first moment, I'm like, oh. And then I'm intrigued, and I go, oh, a Chupacabra Hole, these yeah. said. Sounds like something like a really bad South American porn yeah, story. Right. <laughs> well, this, whole, this starts off on October 1st, 2010. Three-and-a-half-year-old John Doe, they don't give his name, right. and his relatives were fishing... We're, we're camping to fly fishing near a popular location near Mount Shasta. Oh, okay. Remember that mountain? Yeah, that mountain's go. got a lot of fucked up history. Oh, yeah. Around 6 p.m., the child's parents realized their own son had suddenly gone missing. I didn't understand the wording of that. Did they have another son there? or like, but far Yeah, as, were there like another family? I don't know from what they said, So, but they just say they had this one kid. The father of John Doe said he, he was there one minute, gone the next. Weird. Finger one, finger up. The family scoured the area he had last been seen in a complete panic-stricken horror. After hours of searching, the little boy still had not turned up. The, dis- the distraught father decided to call the local police deputies and United States Forest Service officers. The rescue personnel combed the forest well into the night with no signs of the toddler. Five hours later, after John Doe disappeared, authorities found him laid on, a br- laid on brush directly next to a trail they had previously searched. Tick number two. Oh, weird. He appeared dazed in in a semi-conscious state. After a while, medical staff gave him full clearance so the freshly reunited family were permitted to return home. 
Everyone leaves quickly. Everybody's lives went quickly back to normal. That was till a few weeks later. <laughs> the small boy shared a disturbing tale of his terrifying ordeal. He actually remembered it. One day, John Doe's grandmother, Kathy, a.k.a. Cappy, was playing with her grandson. When he suddenly turned toward her and he said, he didn't like the other grandma, Cappy. <laughs> yeah, I have heard this story. Oh, you have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that triggered I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. The confused Kathy asked him what he exactly meant. John went on to explain that while he was lost in the woods, he had been taken deep inside a mountainside cave by a woman he thought was Grandma Cappy. She took him into a cool, dark, spider-infested room filled with motionless humanoid robots scattered across, also scattered across the floor were dusty purses, guns, and various types of other weapons. As John looked at the fake Cappy, he noticed an eerie light radiating from her head. This fake Cappy instructed John to shit on a piece of paper. <laughs> wow. When John refused to be, she, grandma, the fake Grandma Cappy became mad and repeated the quest for poop on the paper. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't care. Even if I wasn't lost kid, I would not poop on a piece of paper. I don't know. Some of the toilet paper at work we got at work <laughs> feels like paper. <laughs> right. For the high quality of TP we got at work. Yeah, I hear you. Eventually, fake Cappy gave up asking for John to poop on the paper and took him back to the trail and told him to go to sleep. But before John fell asleep, the fake Cappy told him he was planted into his mommy's belly and was actually from outer space. Jesus. <laughs> She's a mean grandma. But before, but John made, John's story made the real Kathy, the real Cappy, yep. really mad and she jumped her son's shit. Kathy asked her son, what kind of programs is he letting her grandson watch? Cappy's son replied, just the normal Sesame Street type programs. John does. John Doe's father also told Cappy he had been told the same story a couple days earlier, but just dismissed it as imagination. Oof. When Cappy, the, his grandma, we'll just call Kathy now because right. Kathy gave a shiver as she thought of a possible doppelganger of her out in the world somewhere. With that particular thought, she shared her story with it, a story with her son about what happened to her and her friend just a year earlier and basically in the same area. Uh, see, I don't think I've heard this part of the story. Yeah, well, I don't think you have either. Cappy went on to explain the how her and her friend went to sleep one night in their tent, and in the morning they both woke up several feet from their tent laying in the dirt. Oh, Jesus. She also explained that each had two punctured marks at the base of their neck, which they explained away as spider bites. As the two of them were trying to pack up camp... They both became very sick and left their stuff at the campsite to pick up later. As Cappy and her friend recovered from the sudden sick feeling and trying to remember how they got out of their tent in the middle of the night, the only memory they had of the previous night was a pair of glowing red eyes. Oh, damn. And that's how the story ends. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Why? I sit and wonder why did it want poop? Was it genetic tracing thing? I, I don't know. Well, in our guts, if you really, if you want to be gross and really think about it critically, there's every species of animal on the planet, mammals or any animal that defecates, has certain microbial, yes. has certain germs in their body that works for good. Right. And let's say, you notice how you mentioned all the bad robots, the dead ones. Yeah. Maybe them were failed experiments because they didn't have their guts right, and they just because if you don't get sepsis of the stomach, if, right. you, if your bowels get out of whack. Yeah. If I remember right, I'm not a yeah, nurse. My wife quick. is. Maybe I should ask her, but she'll never come on the podcast. She said. Yeah. She said that's a no go. <laughs> so, but I like no other kind of weapons. Like that's how 
purses, so they had to have been doing it for a while. Oh, yeah. Because all these stories that we're talking about, we're taking them as the truth because that's the way I feel. Because if someone tells me a story, I'm going to take it as the truth. Because right. I'm like, plus he is a three-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the other thing that, that, that kind of triggers my thought process in here is like – at three and a half, that is not a story I would have come across and made up. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's it's just kind too of... much weird shit in there. And I watched a lot of weird shit as a kid. But at, at that age, even I wasn't coming up with something like that. Yeah, because even the grand, the grandmother asked her son if he had been watching weird right. programs like that. He's like, no. He watches like Sesame Street. So, I mean, at that age, my, my story would have ended like, and, and then they wanted me to take a poop, and then there was a ghost robot, and then <laughs> and then run away. You know, because <laughs> at that age, yeah, to, to have the, something that dark, and it obviously affected him because he was like, ah, uh, as soon as he saw Grandma, he was still triggered by that image of Grandma. You yeah. Know? Because he says, I like you better than the other Grandma. Yeah, that, oh, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, anything with doppelgangers, period, is just unnerving. Yeah. As as human beings, we like to think of ourselves as individuals. And I've run into places where people are like, oh, man, I thought I saw you in some way. I won't say this on the air, but I have a story I tell you about Vegas one time, and I got to tell you about doppelganger story, but oh, I won't damn. say it on the air. Right. So, having this episode. But, yeah, no, I had one, when I was living in Brookings, there was actually a dude that looked like me, apparently, that people would run into at Subway. And they're like, oh, and when we got to look at him, we realized it wasn't you, but it was, at first glance, dude, it, it, we thought it was you there. Oh man, I haven't been to Subway. Yeah. I don't eat fresh. Look at me. I'm, I'm a Arby's Burger King guy, man. Yeah, I don't need them vitamins. I don't need what the, lettuce. What the hell is this? Lettuce? Well, get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Okay, since we got is kind of prep for all the weird shit that goes on in this 411, we're going right. to do a little recap of what we talked about last episode. And we talked about the missing 411 map, yes. the UFO sighting map, the Bigfoot map, and the natural caves under America map. Yes. And we all mentioned how they have that big. Banana-shaped crescent yeah, to the middle crescent. part. What if I told you this is my speculation on what that is actually showing? Because there is something in our past that actually fits exactly over that crescent shape. Buckle up, kids. This is where things go. <laughs> wacko. Not really wacko for me, anyway. Cause no. Actually, it's like find that last puzzle piece. And what that space is, if you really go back and you look in our history, because the whole reason I came up with this was because of my kids, and they liked dinosaurs but that whole space is where the ancient sea uh, ancient sea used to lay in that same exact spot the western interior sea yeah and that fits everywhere you map even if you go up into canada and you look at clustering it exactly fits the contour of that ancient ocean which is absolutely crazy yeah i mean it it really is because i put these maps i showed every map on instagram and if you look at it, they all have that crescent shape. Yep. If you take the what, if you go online right now, put all four of those maps out and print out a western a map of the what the ancient western interior seaway looked like. Yep. Boom, it would fit right on top of it, yep. almost perfectly. Yeah. Almost yeah. perfectly. Even with the cave system, it matches yes. up. It, it actually does. And it's actually kind of creepy. So we also mentioned too. We'll get we'll get back to we'll get back to the western interior seaway okay. here. But now we're going to talk about Bigfoot and Dogman and how I think they're actually part of this whole problem. Okay. And I gave you the picture. I don't need the picture. But, okay. How many different subspecies of Bigfoot do you think there are, Marty? I'd say there's at least four that I know of. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, the four main ones. And right. you got the ones with the chimp-like face. Yep. 
You have the ones that look like Patty. Yep. And you have ones that look like the more humanoid-looking face. Yep. Then you have the one with, like, a muzzle, like a baboon. Right. And there, that's supposed to be the violent one. And But yes. there's, like, there's another picture out there, too, I posted on Instagram where it's, like, got, like, about 20-some different peop- images of what people yep. have seen. But either way, the, there's... With that, you got to think about why are they so different? Because I'm sorry, humans on this planet all look pretty much the same. We have the same general features. Yeah, are all the same. So then he also like the dogman. How many variants? How many types of dogman species? Oh god, yeah, I don't even want to even guess at the full amount of variants on dogman. Yeah, Uh, because there have been just piles of stories, and a lot of them do range all over the place. Mm Hmm. From like the full-on werewolf style to half-breed in-betweens, uh, yeah. yeah. But Dogman and Bigfoot play a big, in my speculation or my theory, right? Play a big part because they're the ones that actually go out and capture people. But now let's look at Dogman. You have seven different types. You have like, but within them seven types, you have two variants. Right. You have four. That have backwards facing legs, like the knee joint, oh, like yeah, a regular yeah, yeah. animal. Then you also have three species that have like regular human legs. Right. But they're all considered dogmen. So, why do you think that is, Marty? I'm putting uh, you on the spot a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, somewhere along the line, if, if they are real, and I do believe they are, mm-hmm. uh, there's somewhere of variance in genetics going up and down, either a little more humanoid end or a little more on the canine end because i i personally am more freaked out by the backwards dog leg because it, it does evoke like fucking silver bullet werewolf creepy monstrous yeah. things and there's also there i can guarantee there's probably saying right now well you can buy stilts like that i'm like yeah you can you can but you know how hard it is to walk on stilts in the natural well, round trees and around rocks it's and, and those like the backward leg stilt stuff are really cool but they are still relatively new. They've been around for like eight years. But some of yeah, the stories... Yeah, stories have been around for hundreds of years. Going back yeah. way before that was even thought of doing. So now we're going to talk about how I think Bigfoot and Dogmen are actually cybernetically enhanced. <laughs> I warned you folks. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to break them in easy here. Right. Give them a roundabout thing. But. Okay, the reason I come up with this idea is because there's a Wright Patterson Bigfoot story. And this is funny because back in like 65, mid-60s, early 60s, there's a report that came out that the Air Force had gotten a hold of a Bigfoot creature. Right. And this is made across the internet. This is made across some Bigfoot forums. Yep. And also, the, what ha- the really interesting thing about this, don't spill that. It shouldn't spill. <laughs> I'm more worried about the beer. Uh, that, that won't spill. No. <laughs> but either way, they got this Bigfoot, and during one of the cursory examinations of it, they found implanted like a buttons like a pad in one of its forearms right which and we're and the funny thing is in 65 that was like oh that's bullshit we're talking about doing that right now with our own hands there's people that got little round dimes in their hands so they go over to the with the fear of, of the cyberpunk stuff coming up and getting head jacks and needing implants to buy stuff was was a def- and I think some people it still is a definite fear. But I mean this is predating that by like twenty some years. Yeah, and you got Elon Musk, he's working on that right now. It's oh, like, yeah. He probably already got a jack into the I'm back sure of his skull. Another, that's a whole different topic, but yeah, yeah it's uh 
I'm like, intrigued but scared at the same what, time. What drove me down this path, too, was also the Chestnut Ridge by, what's the heck's name of the guy? I got the books in over there. The guy who did the Chestnut Chestnut Ridge story in Pennsylvania. Oh. Stan okay, Gordman, yep. I think. And they talk about how these Bigfoots were running across the field and they're shooting tracers at them. And one of them actually stopped, put his hand out and stopped the tracer. Stopped the tracer, yeah. Which I find, that's... That's you can't stop a bullet. I'm no, sorry, unless no. you have something that puts a force field around you right. and allows you to slow down something at subsonic speed. Yes, and that's actually been hit in a couple of books that where they talk about that is possible because right. you because you got your bullet goes off a certain vibration. Yep, and you put the opposite toward it, it just stops. It's like hitting a wall. because yep. they cancel out each other. Yeah, the kinetic energy. Boom. Mm-hmm. Then you also have a, reports of dogman. There's this one report, it's just like a really short one, but it, these campers are walking down this trail in some park, and they see a dog man just casually walk out like 20 yards in front uh-huh. of them. I mean, just not even look at them. He's like looking down at his arm, and he's poking at his arm, and before he can cross the width of the trail, he just walks into the thin air. Oh, shit. He just like walks into it like there's a hole there. He's chilling with his Starbucks, checking his face. Yeah. Oh, Christ, here we go. Yeah. So that's what happens. Oh, man. Then, yeah, the one that really kicked the capper for me is the red glowing eyes. That is not eye shine. Sorry about that. Pause again. So, <laughs> now, with the red eye shine, like I was saying, without a light source. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. The only way that makes sense is if you think about night vision goggles. You have to have night vision goggles. They give off a glow, kind of, without that. So if you look it, at right. them. Because there's been plenty of reports out there where they say, oh, I see eye shine. But it's not eye shine if there's no outside source because there's been yeah. reports of people without flashlights in the middle of a bumfuck forest because they're going out peeing or something they turn around and there's no light around yep. and they see glowing red eyes that yeah. means there's an internal energy source that actually is powering these creatures so it gives them eyesight at night we have to see in a better spectrum than we can which I, I don't know honestly would probably make more sense than their normal eyes glowing you yeah. know what I mean Yes, it's, it's not, not it's demonic. I'm sorry. Message. I'm sorry to folks that some of you get believe that Bigfoot and Dogmen are demonic. Uh, no. They are not because you got to look at it this way. Because if we were to go back in time right now, I mean today right. to the 1800s, and we showed them these things that we carry around like our phones, we would be considered the devil. Oh, we're yeah. not the devil because yeah. we can pull up stuff on our phone or take pictures. Right. It's technology. Right. That is what they have. They have better technology than we have. Right. It goes along with other things, too, where, where we look back at things and go, oh, that was it's magic. Well, it's no. It's just technology we don't understand. We don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, to us, it looks like magic. Yeah. And also, I'd like to use this example. When do you think the first steam engine was used or cre- created? Oh, geez. What? <sighs> if I were to ask you, somebody on the street, when do you think they would say the first steam engine was came into use? Average person on the street would say 1800s. Yep. And they would be completely wrong. Yeah. Because there's a Helios machine, or it's called the Heroes Engine, and it was created oh, about yeah. the time when Artemis, um, who the hell are the philosophers from Greek? The Archimedes. Fa- Archimedes and that. They had it back then. Yeah. They didn't, know, they didn't know of any application to use it for, but they had already figured out steam could be used as a, prof- as a propellant. Right. And it caused motion. Yeah, there again, they didn't have an application to put it onto. Yeah, because he couldn't think that far ahead, but they could right. think about, hey, if we boil this water in this ball and we have two little tubes, right. it spins around, so that causes motion, which we could use for something, but what will we use it for? 
I look back even at like some of like the the Egyptian battery. Yeah. Where and and it's a basic science thing where they've got you know the the acid and this and it does create an electrical charge in this. Yes, thing. it does. We're not sure what they used it for. Or but, they just thought it was a cool little thing yeah, they created. Uh, you know, but they had it. Yeah. And they'd created it. So now we're going to talk about the gugwee or the face eater. The, the really violent type the, Bigfoot. The, the cute named face eater. <laughs> yeah. And the gugwee is actually, you notice how it's got the snout. Yep. And it has the forward facing legs. Well, Dogman has a snout and Bigfoot has human type legs. Right. That's why I'm saying the gugwee is actually a crossbreed between the Bigfoot and the Dogman. Oh. Now, remember I said that crossbreed. And, and right. I get people saying, oh, you can't crossbreed a cow with a horse and get a chores. I'm like, oh, yeah, we can. Nowadays, we've done yeah. some fucked up shit. Yeah. Because if you it, look at it. It's not natural. No, it's not natural. But we can make it happen. Oh, yeah. But they couldn't. Why would they do that? I'm like, why wouldn't you? Because I'll use this as an example. Why in the hell would we create a sheep that has spider DNA that can be milked for spider webs? Right. Oh, wait, because there's money involved. Exactly. And also, we did. <laughs> yeah, because there's a sheep that has out there, if you milk it and you take the extract from yep. the milk, you get spider web. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the cute uh, first clone sheep dolly. This is, mm-hmm. you know, creepy spider milking doggy. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's creepy. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, there's no way this story's real. No, it's it's totally true, not bullshit at all. So who do you think made the gugwee? Yeah, I'm saying I'm not saying that it's a natural thing. I'm saying right. it was actually genetically created somewhere. Right, because yeah, the, the, the species someone, would be too different to naturally do that. Not, not really. They're all mammals. But here, let right. me let me break this down a little bit more. Uh, my philosophy. I probably said this on a different episode, but with Bigfoot, I believe Bigfoot is a crossbreed between Gigantopithecus and a human. It's a crossbreed. Someone right. made Bigfoot. Right. And with Dogman, I also believe it's a cross between the canine species and a human. Someone made the Dogman. And whoever made them two decided, oh, let's mix these two together and see what we get. That's how you end up with a Gugwee, because the Gugwee falls in both the Bigfoot category and the cryptozoological world, and also the Dogman world. Right. Because they have the same thing. You have that one weird one, and each one that's more like ape with a muzzle. In both, uh, they're not sure. Like, that tells you that they're crossbred. Right. To get to one Something totally else. unique species. Right. Well, gosh, we, we like the intelligence of our Bigfoots. But they we lack like the, the aggressiveness <laughs> of uh, our dogmen. Yeah. Let's see if we can make that better. Boom, and you did. It, it, well, better is really subjective at that point when you're dealing with those things. So everybody's thinking, oh, like there's the fathead dogmen that everybody says our government made. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, and I would have to say our government did not make that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're there. No. <laughs> we probably are in some dark lab. Like, DARPA's right, we, probably got I mean, some... We do some ridiculous stuff, but DARPA that probably seems a bit... I think DARPA farther. came up with that evil idea of, like, grapefruit cheesecake. Oh, I had God. some of that, and I'm like, Jesus. disgusting. But, uh, I had washed that out of my brain, and he put that in there, man. Yep. Not all great things go great together. <laughs> this is no Reese's peanut butter cup, man. Oh, just think of that Reese's peanut butter cup, and, like, I don't know, anything goes good with Reese's peanut butter cup, I think. Should. Sure. <laughs> okay, because our government is many things, including powerful, secretive, and arrogant. Yeah. The government is a powerful. It's powerful, in fact, that they have allow, They allow things to happen on this soil that they should never happen. Yes. Such as Project Bluebird, 
which later became known, renamed as Project Artichoke, which led to the world famous Project MK Ultra. Right. That that's the most famous the MK Ultra saga is, but yeah. Yeah. You can't go anywhere, and I'm just not saying our government. I'm saying all world's governments know about this Missy Four One One. Yes. I'm not saying it's just the United States government that has right. a market on this. No, it's happening everywhere if you really look at it. Yeah. And I think David Politis is working on that fact too. But yeah, I'll get it though. We'll talk about Australia that has something. To I was do. gonna say yeah, as I know Australia's got some yeah. funky stuff. In it. Because if you know, like, the most famous person around that whole MK Ultra thing is Dr. Olson. You know, the doctor that jumped from the second story or 10th story window. Depends on where you look. He either right. jumped out of the second story or 10th story of this hotel, the Statler Hotel, also known as the Pennsylvania Hotel in New York City. To his death, which was an, they ruled as an apparent suicide. Yes. But in 1994, his body was exhumed and they found blunt force trauma to his skull, consistent with being knocked unconscious before jumping. Not still suicide. Nice. No. <laughs> No. Then you also have Project Shamrock, Project Miranet, in which the NAS, upon request of the FBI and CIA, intercepted communications of all American citizens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no one really gives a sh- After all these, these projects had come to light, most of the populace is like, eh, whatever. That is the true power, because if you can make the population of a country you work for not care about how they are fucked over, that is pretty fucking awesome if you're the CIA. Yes. And if you say anything about it, you're the fucking biggest piece of shit because you're like, oh, our government's doing it. There has to be a good reason. No, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, it, it seems like anybody who has come out with with trying to shed light on some of their stuff either gets ridiculed and, and disregarded and shut down so fast and basically they're claiming that they're a wacko. Well, it doesn't help any when they try to change sex, too. That don't help their story any either. But, yeah, they... they, they Nothing against people that want to change their sex, but this guy was a whistleblower, and I can't remember his name. Yeah. But he goes as a female now, and I'm like, it's kind of shut your credibility down just a little bit. But, yeah, they they go on a campaign to to make you look incredibly nuts. Yeah. So that no one's going to believe the things you're saying. Yep. They'll put out other stories that are similar to it from people who are known wackadoos. So you are now lumped in that group. Or you just, uh, once you're kind of out of the, the, the spotlight a little bit, you have an accident. Yeah. That yeah. seems to happen a lot, too. Yes, it does. So what kind of secret projects does the government have in the works? Nobody knows till it is leaked by some whistleblower, which we talked about, which made right. it look crazy. Or the results are too public for them to hide anymore. Yeah. Like the Tuskegee Airmen oh, is just another example. Yep. They thought they had control of it, and it just got away from them. And really, it took how many years for that to really become a big story yeah. after it happened? I mean, it was decades. Yeah, decades, because they're like, oh, we don't know what happened. It's like, supposedly, too, the government had a big hand in, like, this slime disease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they tracked that. down the Orient... Or, original area of it and I was like oh it's right next to this biochemical weapons army base hmm (laughs) oh it's right off the coast of Montauk well that's weird yeah Yeah, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happened in Montauk that would definitely be an episode too oh right yeah there's been a lot of stuff up there yeah now I'm going to clarify I completely respect all our servicemen and women of our great country oh absolutely but 99% of the elected officials I wouldn't piss on if they were on fire yeah I really wouldn't I I my strong this is not going to turn into a political no, it's po- not. episode, no. I'm but, just but saying my, point my blank. My strong gut on that is even the ones that were good, they went into the machine 
wanting to change the machine. But once you're inside the machine, it's very hard to see how the machine is messed up. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. And you become part of another gear in the messed up shit. Yeah, it's like the maps. Everybody's you looking at these, all these maps. No one's taking that step, five steps, step five, backed up from right. the mic. <laughs> Take five steps back from the picture to see, oh, this piece would fit here because right. it happened to fall underneath the couch. Right. Well, it's, it's one of those where it's like they're not looking at what's not in that picture. Mm-hmm. As, as opposed to you who looked at what's not in that picture. What should be there? Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, that 99% of the politicians I don't give two rats right. ass about. It's that 1% that is the scary ones that actually oh. know what's going on behind <laughs> the scenes. The, the truly what? terrifying ones. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you guys have no idea. These two guys in the basement are talking about us. They don't have any idea. And, and I honestly believe that, that the ones who do know what's going on are not the ones that are sitting in the limelight most of the time. They're the no. ones that are coasting under the radar because they don't want to have the shit. They're the guy who's probably my neighbor living down the street. Right. He's actually got a neighbor down the street. He's got like 14 cameras on his house. I'm like, it's like a block over. Oh, man, really? Yeah, I'm thinking he's like one of this one percenter guys. He may not. He may be a good right. guy. Just, just might like, be a good guy, just slightly paranoid. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because man. I'm serious. Like, if you go around his house, he's got right. at least 14 cameras. That's crazy. Then, but I think these one percenters also know what's going on in the national parts. They think they have it contained to the national parks, or they think they have control, which right. could be farther from the truth than anything they know of. So, yeah, we're just, I don't, government's got control of this, and they're going to not tell us till it's too damn late. I don't know. To me, the, the more you think you have control, I think the sloppier and more arrogant you get. Mm-hmm. And when it does blow up in your face... Like, it oh, is not good. Oh, you know, no. It's not going to be good at all when it does happen. Because at that point, you're just like, ah, nah, like, we got this. Don't worry about it. Everything's cool. Shit's burning down around them. No, oh, it's cool. Yeah, I got, my, I got my underground bunker, my dump. Right. We're going to that. But everybody thinks, like, well, like I mentioned earlier, this isn't just happening in America. It's happening on every major continent. And I can use, it's also happening in Australia. I can use this as an example. Just look at the map of missing people in the Blue Mountain Range in South Wales of Australia. Oh, yeah. They have, they, have, they have clusters of people that have gone missing inexplicably, too. The interesting thing about the Blue Mountains is that also, the Blue Mountains also used to border a vast ancient sea called the Iromanga Sea, which around at the same time as the Western Interior Sea. Coincidence? I think not, because in the 14 world, there is no such thing as coincidence. Right. If it happens once, yeah, but when it's common, like... Bo and, Kennedy of the Bump Podcast brought this up to me. If you guys don't listen to him, I go more into detail, like on episode 21. Right. But he said, oh, after, off the air, he said, well, it's kind of interesting, but you have something else to back it up. Like two days later, I found this map of the missing people in the right. Blue Mountains of Australia. Right. And the, the thing with the Blue Mountains, uh, it seems to me like the Aborigines themselves have a lot of myth around the Blue Mountain, which tells me there's been things probably happening for as long as we've had people. Just like our Native American, First yeah. Nations people here, they exactly. have the same myth. Yeah. But they use different words, different culture, but it's all but the it same all, story. Yeah, it all kind of boils down to those are sacred magic areas. Don't do dumb shit because it will kick you in the ass. You Is know, it, that's, and that's kind of how the aboriginals, like a lot of the Blue Mountain. Right? Let's just use like Mountain Chasto right. as an example. That's a very sacred mountain to the First yes. Nations people. And they've actually had stories like giants up there, people going yep. up there and just disappearing. I mean, giants, I'm talking like 12, 14 foot tall yeah. people. Not, not like a dude who's like 6'9", but like straight up giants, you yep. know, mythical giants. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you actually, th- 
doing the induction. Ugh. So who is who is actually doing the inductions of people from the national parks? Uh, man, I don't. I left I left know. this part off the outline where I'm going to go right. next. So it's going to be like. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I mean, I I I know where your theory goes, and I will be honest with everyone in here. When I first heard it, my gut reaction to everything was like, man, what the fuck is this guy going on about? <laughs> but then I had to stop and think and just take a step back and listen to it, look at the stuff there, and I went, oh, okay, okay. This, huh? I, I, can, I can see where you're coming from. This so, does make some sense. So why are, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. Right. I'm just going to you answer them because I'll say like you're the person that never heard my theory before. Right. Why are they abducting these people, returning some alive and some not? That I don't know. Uh, is depending on who it is. Is there something maybe they're finding in the ones they're keeping that they want, and the other ones maybe aren't uh, yeah. what they're looking for? I don't know actually. Or, or actually, even, I got a theory, but <laughs> right. Or, or even like I said earlier in the show, where there are a couple different groups down here, and the ones that are found are ones that are kind of rescued. Yep. And and kept hidden from. Because like you, like, tracking them I around. agree with your speculation that there could be two opposing groups, some right. for the good of the humans, some for like, well, they're like ants, just squash yeah, them. This is what we're gonna do. Yep. So here's my theory. Okay, this goes back to the Western Interior Sea. Right. I'm gonna ask you this question, and this is where I may lose a lot of people, but I it this might. it might it probably will. If we haven't yeah. lost them already, saying Bigfoot's genetically enhanced dog, man. If you're still with us, good on you. Yep, if you're on this crazy train, it's going to get a little bit crazier. It is. Now, here's another question. This is this is on topic, but off topic at the same right, time. Right. How long do you think dinosaurs lived on this planet? Oh, I mean, it was millions of years, man. Yep. They, they far longer stretched than we've been around. We yep. are just a little speck on the timeline. It was millions and millions of years. Yeah, if they I remember were right, they were, on, they were on this planet for like 125 million years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, 120, like it's 125. 125 million there. years before this supposed comet came right. and wiped them out. They hit the creator, that Chicxulba creator, yep. like in South America, Gulf of New Mexico. So we've been on this planet for like, we've been evolving from our little monkey ancestors for about... 600,000 years yeah. actually no I'm sorry I'm sorry I gotta correct that it's like the Yellowstone fossil is right around 6.5 million years ago right but but if you take that compared to 125 million years you've yeah. been around like 12% right it, it's a little speck on a on a straight line graph yep. we are just a tiny little blue speck after a giant red yep. of, of dinosaurs and reptilian life true all right, so if anybody knows where we can find a studio, Jason. Oh. <laughs> All right. I believe that dinosaurs are the cause of the missing 411 because they had a chance to evolve on this planet a lot longer than we think. They had a, basically, my personal belief is that dinosaurs evolved into a highly technological race that rivals our own current technology today. These evolved dinosaurs species we'll call them Eds, have a much higher technology level than us and survived the asteroid or comet strike that made the Chalutz Craver. The Eds saw this huge asteroid or comet coming toward their planet. They knew there was no way to stop it from destroying their civilization and did the only thing they could. They used their advanced technology and their knowledge 
into quantum physics and slipped into an alternate timeline where the meteor did not hit the planet. The timeline the Eds found was very similar to the ones that were they were about to leave. The area they planned on selling once more was the coastal areas of the Wiz, and that is where they went. Because if you look at it, all this clusters and everything matches up. Right. And the funny thing is, the above statement is not that far from out-of-the-box thinking, especially when you look at our current quantum physics theories and alternate dimensions that may be right next to our own dimension. Right. Just look... We've mentioned in shows before that we honestly think that is much more plausible for going places Mm -hmm. than, you know, actual star travel. Yeah. I truly do apologize to any of our (laughs) listeners tonight. It's been a really hectic night here at the household. It's Uh, way sunny, and people are just anxious to be outside to burn out some energy. So, like I was saying about alternate dimensions right next to our own, our current quantum physics, especially at CERN, that crazy place, they're saying, yeah, there's probably hundreds of dimensions right next to our own. Well, they themselves even recently believe they've pulled, I think it was just an atom, but it was a small bit that they think is from an alternate timeline. Really? I haven't heard that. That must have yeah, been just really pretty recent. recent. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> but I have to put a disclaimer out there. I did not come up with the evolved dinosaur theory on my own. I originally, I originally read about the theory as was put forth by Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins' theories was scoffed at, but I think he was onto something very monumental. Yes. He, he was the guy who actually helped me along. So Right. Yeah, I think while back he was the one who actually had the uh, picture of what he thought a an evolved dinosaur yeah it came out I remember it when I saw it, like early 90s it came yeah, out yeah it was quite a while ago yeah it, it it creeped me out because it was very much very much like a slee stack oh, yeah. anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about like the old Sid and Marty Croft Land of the Lost were a dinosaur race called slee stacks yep and that is very much what it looked like the large eyes green head reptilian ah, like I said when 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 you first told me this thing my first gut instinct is no man you're goddamn crazy that's not what's going on but the more pieces you showed me and I went up oh, okay it does make a lot of sense there's a lot of things that go together I myself do believe there are reptoids mm-hmm. and after hearing your theory and looking at other stuff I've been not uh, Thinking of, of my own. Stuff. I'm sorry, my own my own kid called me Rob. Right. <laughs> Hang on, this will be the last time we have to do this, folks. I truly am sorry. So, what were you saying about reptoids? Ah, okay. As I was saying, I do believe there are reptoids here. There are a lot of stories from all over the place. And I, after listening and thinking for quite a while now, since you came up with that theory and they told me about it why they might be differing because a lot of the ones you have are like the LA uh, a lot of stories of, of reptile people living underneath LA yeah or it could be the Kardashians one of the two right but the ones like they had some down like in Arkansas somewhere yeah like people getting attacked by yep. a, a reptile man but these ones seem to be certainly not technologically advanced these seem to be more primitive and I, I have had some theories after your full theory of why some of the ones here might be a bit backwards mm-hmm. evolutionarily. Because, I mean, if you think about it, 
some of them maybe didn't go. It, it'd be no different than our society now where some people are like, no, we don't believe in this. We're going to stay. Everything's going to be fine. Yep. And those that stayed over so many years, they do de-evolve to some sense. Yeah. Uh, you've got, you know, oxygen issues. A lot of different things are going to change how they think, how they have to live going forward. And maybe they have been relegated and were left here, but they are now subterranean, uh, much more de-evolved from what their brethren became. Yep. It's just the ideas I've been throwing around, because I'm like, well, cause I do believe there are sightings of some still currently in, in the world now. But I was like, well, if that's how they are, then why would they be different? And it was just little thoughts I'd been having on, on the difference between them, you know. Well, let's let's go keep going on this crazy train. Right. Because I actually believe all these UFOs that we're seeing are actually that advanced species, evolved species of dinosaurs. Aliens have not been to this planet. Right. But, like, you look back in history, they have, like, pictures of, like, lizard-type people, like the Ubaid figures yep. found in Ethiopia, I think it was, or in Africa, to say more. Yeah. Then you have, like, the Egyptians, they all have the reptile-type, reptile, yep. reptile, reptile-type head person. But I believe that the reason, like, even if you look at aliens, alien counters, abductions. Yes. Think about this. Most of the people that have been abducted... I have not been abducted. Hard to talk right now. But either way, they've all complained about sore throats, massive headaches and that right. after being abducted. Or while they're in the ship, they're when they regress, and they're like, yeah, I had problems breathing that. And that got me thinking, like Travis Walton, he said all that. And there's a bunch of people, that he's, I'm just using okay. that as name to kind of name call so it grabs people's attention. But there's a thing that happens to humans if they have too much oxygen around, they get all these symptoms. Yes. So if you look about it, if if you think about it, all these people that have been abducted clean about sore throat, and it's more than sore throat. There's a nausea and stuff like that, but you can, there is such a thing as called oxygen toxicity. Yes. That means you get too much oxygen. Most of the air we breathe right now is like 78% nitrogen or 70% nitrogen. Yeah. But if you're an evolved dinosaur and you come from a timeline where there's a lot more plants... You're going to want a lot more oxygen in your atmosphere than what you're on this planet. Yeah, because pre-explosion of comet, meteor, whatever it was, the oxygen levels on this planet were astronomically higher than what they are now. Yep. Uh, the, the drop of the oxygen level is what also killed off a lot of the large creatures and then allowed us and other mammals to grow. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because as you look back in history, too, the large animal eventually goes from large animals, mammals-wise, are right. huge, and eventually they go down. Yes. Because of the lack of oxygen, yep. because you need more oxygen to promote growth and all that scientific stuff. Right. But also, if the, that's I think that's kind of why they're abducting certain people, because they're trying to figure out how they can come back into this low-oxygen atmosphere and look and act in our own society because i believe they are pretty dang close to looking to us they probably have the technology to make them look like they are one of us right but it's whether, a whole breathing thing is the issue right whether it be image inducers or something like that too yeah to and which is not that even, far no because we got the like that invisibility cloaked darpa has wonderful right. darpa yeah no absolutely or even even with say uh gene modification. Mm-hmm. To to modify some of theirs to make it a little more palatable, either visually to deal with us, 
and two, just the survival aspect of the oxygen necessity. Yeah. And then, and they've been like reptoids and reptile type people have been, right. like I said, throughout our history. There's yeah. pictures of them everywhere, talk of them. So it's not like the first time they've tried to come back. They're going to come back, and I think our government all boils down to this treaty they made like with the grays and that. I think right. they're part of this reptoid thing. I don't want to call them reptoids because they're more like advanced dinosaurs. Yeah. They're yeah. not the shadowy ones that like are ruling our world. No, they can't even live here yet. That's why we're only seeing them on sporadic things. Because yeah. if we were to be able to see them all the time and they were able to stay here, we would see them. They'd be in every town. Right. Well, which we think about it, even talking back to the Travis Walton thing, in his actual story of what he told, they had suits. Mm-hmm. The, the, the aliens, quote, that he's met wore basically environmental suits outside. And they look very similar to us also. So there's another, they could just be making clones of all these DNA, and they're like, hey, you're going to be bred for this high oxygen thing, but you're going to be able to kind of pass for these guys in these low oxygen areas. Now, I I will note to, to the audience that that part of the theory, when he first explained it to me, is when I went off the deep end, because (laughs) having grown up with paranormal stuff and, and reading it, and we, we have become so ingrained that aliens are from outer space. That's what they are. That's what you know. And, and like I think we've said before on other shows, it's like you get into kind of almost a mantra of it mm-hmm. where it becomes, oh, well, that's fact. Well, it, the truth is we don't fucking know what no. fact is. But everybody's so scared to think outside the box. Right. Everybody's so comfortable in that box. And my ideas are way outside the oh, box in left and field. Like I said, that was... Out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it's past the lot. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that was actually the moment where right away I did have to stop myself and be like, no, listen, listen to what he's saying. Piece it together yourself. What are you saying? Does it make sense? And in some crappy ass, strange way, it actually it, it, fits together it really does. well. A lot of stuff actually pieces together better than some of the other theories out there of either quote aliens and some of the other stuff. It honestly fits together. Now, I would love for somebody to come up and go, okay, here's this, this, and this, which is why factually that cannot be true. I would love to see that and be like, okay, you're right. Yeah, I would he, too. He is, he is wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not scared right. to admit it. I'm just saying this is an idea that is, has to be looked at and ran down this road to the end of the road to where it dead ends. Yeah, and I, I and actually, I can I can use Bigfoot in this too because there's always reports of Bigfoot wheezing, having problems. Right. He's got the raspy voice and breathing, heavy breathing. Well, if there's a lot less oxygen here, you're going to have trouble breathing, especially being that large. Yeah. I mean, and, and you can't dismiss the amount of cases where Bigfoot sightings coincide with UFO lights in the sky sightings. You can't. Yeah. Before, always before, I was like, well, they can't be dropped here from aliens. That's just stupid. It doesn't make sense. See, but we also need to specify on the UFO and lights in the forest. There's right. two different, that's two different aspects. Yes. Because I've collected a couple of reports, not personally, but I've read them. Where these guys are talking about they're out hunting. They didn't expect to see Bigfoot, but they saw these lights in the whizzing around the trees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they see, oh, the one of the lights stops and it gets really big and a Bigfoot walks out of it. Uh, which, there again, to me, maybe it is a leap, but it, it, it kind of bears more towards portal openings. You it know is. what I mean? That's exactly what it is. Because they can, with their technology, CERN is already talking about trying to slip in and out of different oh, dimensions. Because yeah, 
Because I just, I've just come to the point now in my life where I'm like, time happens all at the same time, past, present, yes. and future. It happens simultaneously. Right now, I just hit the table. That's in the past, but I can't, I can go past because I remember it. Yep. But time happens simultaneously all three times, like past, present, and future, yes. all at the same time. If you're really high, take a hit off the joint because it'll right, make a right. lot more sense. Right. And, and it is a very high concept idea. Yeah. But it tracks, man. There, there's a lot of people that have that same kind of thought. And these are intelligent These are people with doctors that are yeah. saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm just repeating what they're saying. Yeah, St- stuff that uh, people are, are masters of quantum mechanics, and, and which is in that realm of ta- uh, space-time, gravity, how that affects everything. And they're going down that same path where everything simultaneously is happening and isn't happening all at the same time. Yep. Which, why, as much as I would love time travel, I don't think it's possible in the... The way we look at yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the practical way that we, we think that it's... The, movie, the practical way that movies show us it. Yeah. Would, it all, we would all like it to be. I, I think it would honestly... Probably the closest it's gotten to was probably No One's Interstellar. Yes, that's an awesome movie. Yeah. You know, uh, but off topic there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, seriously, it's... Uh, well, let's go back to the little whizzing lights in the sky right. and what my theory is. And, and even, like, the ships. Yeah, this, like, all the ships are controlled by these evolved dinosaurs. Sorry to say, like, the ones, okay, the new Tic Tacs that have come out video, that came out, like, in 2004. They're, like, 16 years old or whatever. Oh, yeah. The ones are just releasing, like, during the pandemic. Yeah. If you look at that, what do they all remind you of? And I've just heard a couple of reports on a different program about how these lights give off a, a humming sound. Like, yes. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Basically, these lights that are usually seen before Bigfoot shows up are drones from that different dimension, different timeline. And they come in, and they're scouting out the area, so oh, right. there's nobody around. Bigfoot can come in, do what he's got to do, take samples, because... Bigfoot is controlled by these evolved dinosaur species. Right. And they have some, they're like, oh, some people are saying, well, he's like, because there's always reports of him, someone being intelligent and just looking at somebody and just like ignoring them. Right. And then you have the ones that are like crazy beating on the side of the house. Well, that's the same creature, but you got to think of it as like this. Think of it as a rancher. A rancher has his cattle out in a pasture, and at certain times of year, he calls certain ones, takes them off to do whatever he wants yep. to do with them, keeps them, the rest go back out to pasture. That's how these evolved dinosaurs are using Bigfoot and Dogman. They use certain ones, like, hey, he's been around long enough. He's been here. Let's take him out. They're kind of climatized. Let's get him his stuff he needs to get in, take him as a subject. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's all interconnected some way or another with my theory, and it is just a theory. Right. But if you got other, other – I'll listen to anybody who wants to talk about it. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. I love arguing, not arguing, like having spirited conversations with yeah, people there, about that. Yeah, there is a difference. Yes. Because if you got totally opposite points of my view, I'm like, awesome. Because I, I relish that because it makes me think more of like, okay, that doesn't work. Why? Because we all just need to figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> we yeah. really do. We're only like 11 episodes in. I want somebody to figure out this Bigfoot thing. Oh, yeah. Because it just needs to be done. Because there's other more stuff out there that we need to worry about. Right. What? I have no idea. Because I feel sorry if Bigfoot's ever gone. We're, I'm, I don't know. I, I have nothing. <laughs> nothing. So Back to relying on cephalopods in the ocean. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably take over next. Uh, God, I hope not. So that's but, basically what I think is going around with the missing 411. I believe you, this is a, 
we'll boil it down again. Make it as simple as what I want to say. Yep. Evolved dinosaurs that lived past that meteor impact that supposedly killed the dinosaurs is what's taking the people from all these national parks throughout history, and they're trying to find a way to come back to this timeline because it's their original home. Basically, they just want to come home. And they're not worried about us little peon humans that they consider ants because they're so much more evolved to us by millions of years. Right. Yeah, we are a means to an end. Yeah. It, they're like, hey, study it's like when we go to a, like, it's like, we're like rodents to them. Right. Like, they're tough subject. They're kind of like us, but we're more evolved. Because a lot of people say, well, aliens are always good. Aliens have not been to this planet. I don't care if that pisses off people but that's right. my personal thing but aliens have never been to this planet because i'm sorry if i was to be an alien came to this planet i would set up shop and that would be it oh yeah oh absolutely because there was like well we come here the only reason they would come here is because of life yeah there's like water throughout the whole universe anywhere asteroid comet you can get water yeah. that's not that hard if you're that advanced to cover oh, that yeah, distances yeah. of space oh let's take that meteor melt it down i got water let's go yeah no, I, I agree. Uh, it's one of those things where up until the last couple years, I was hardcore. Oh, yeah, there's someone from Alpha Seti has come down here. But I have been rethinking some of that. And, like, your theory then just kind of kicked me in the head and went, wait a minute. <laughs> that makes a whole lot more sense to me. Not that I, w- I, I don't get this twisted, but I believe there is life on the universe. There's probably oh, God's, God's smack shit of life out there yeah. but it just hasn't come here yet yeah. the, the, the problem again like we've said before is simply distance and time yeah it's just, logistics it's, is what yeah. kills everything it's just really improbable yeah very improbable because and, and and man i don't know it, it's a cool idea and it's that romantic idea of and growing up in a sci-fi era of yeah like, oh i want to see i love that. my sci-fi movies oh yeah but, but the more you think about it, the more factually an actual probability of them happening is zip the Oh, yeah. It, it's so astronomically low yeah. that it would be happening. And realistically, when you go back to if aliens were coming down here, the, again, the odds of them coming down to just study stuff, to me, seems pretty small as yeah. well. I mean, realistically, I think... Most living intelligent creatures have the same kind of motivations. They're going to come down here to see what they can get. Yeah. Period. It's not being paranoid. It's not being scared. It's just simply... Practical. Yeah, it's practical. They, they are coming in. If we went to another planet and found some other race there with technology, our first thought is to see what that is and how much of it can we use. Yep. How much can we adapt and take? And there's young people out there saying, well, aliens are all loving this. There's humans. I'm not a warmonger. Marty's not a warmonger. Right. We're just looking at this from a practical sense. Yeah, they're, they're realistic. Uh, not not all humans are are after war and killing. Yeah, but there are some, and that's just simply how that is. Yep. You know, it's you, you can't take the whole human race. Like I said, in general, I, I think humanity is a stupid race. <laughs> we are scared and skittish and paranoid. But individuals I love because they're great people. Yep. And I think that's it would be the same way with any other race out there. You know, out in, out in the vast. They're going to have their own differences and opinions. It's not like where all of this one planet all believes the same thing. That's yep. just unrealistic. It is. And like I said, if you're going to It's a nice utopia thought. Oh, yeah. Nice matrix thought. Right. But... It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful Star Trek-y kind of world where everybody gets along on Earth. But it's, it's not... It's not in human nature. No. It, as long as humans are involved, 
there's going to be conflict and greed and things like that. That's just how it is. Yeah. We can go on and on about oh, how. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So what else have you got, Mario? What's your final thoughts? And I'll give you mine. Uh, I, I love that you, you threw this theory a while ago into my head because it has made me rethink a lot of things. Like I said, even, even my theory on what I'm going to call over the, the reptoid, which is the unevolved dinosaur version that is here. And it's just brought down different theories to me and made me look at things a whole lot differently. I, it, I, I, I like it. It's kind of actually amped me up a little bit in, in some fields where I've been kind of bored and blasé the last few years where it's like, oh, yeah, another alien show. All right, here we go. I've seen all this. Okay, nothing new. Yep. But this kicked start my imagination of like, oh, well, what and hopefully, if? hopefully other people listening to this will actually stop. And after they probably paused and, oh, yeah, and stopped us, like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Get, get they actually just go back and listen to it and just say, hey, some of this does make sense. You just got to let it break what you normally... Right. You got you to let it break the paradigm of what you're used to. Yeah. Start off with, with uh, overlaying the maps and kind yeah. of looking at them and just go, oh, okay, okay. And slowly work your and way off. And yourself <laughs> into it. Because it is a lot, especially if you're listening to the show and you are a big fan of the aliens and all this kind of stuff we're talking about. It does kind of break we the, will, the uh, normal mold. Uh, we will talk about alien stuff, but I always remember, oh, yeah. we'll just, I'll report what people have said. Like, if we read a story, right. I'll go word for word. I'll say that, but I'm not going to say they're wrong because I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just say my personal opinion on it is that aliens have never been to this planet, yeah. but they may have been. I could be completely wrong and be the one odd duck out of the whole bunch. Now right. I got two because I got Marty. Right, yeah. And, and that's the beauty of a forum like this is we can say our opinions. Mm-hmm. And it's a theory. It's an idea. And we more than welcome people. And we value other people's opinions, us. too. Yeah, and go, hey, what about this? Even if it's contradictory or adding even to what we have here. Be like, oh, okay, yeah, I never thought of that. All yeah, because right. that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> right. That's a big problem in the Bigfoot community. Uh, Everybody's got to yeah. get out of your different camps of thoughts yeah. and come together and quit arguing with each other and say, hey, yes, he may be a wood spirit, but what you think is going into a tree is going into a portal. Oh, he's a demonic spirit. Well, you may be half right in that. Oh, because he has glowing red eyes, it's probably technology. Right. And if you go like, well, he's just an evolved ape. Well, he's not. An, he, some of them may be giant evolved apes, but they're a crossbreed between Gigantopithecus and humans. Right. So, but, yeah. And, and much love to the, the, the Bigfoot fan community out there. Oh, yeah, much love. Much but, love. But a lot of times they do end up arguing over the minutia of such they ended up. They basically end up eating each other because... Yeah. Just over silly little things. Yeah. Because well, you're, you're, you, the ones you saw down there have red in them. The true Bigfoot doesn't have red. How the fuck do you know? Yeah. This is all make em ups. I mean, yeah. as far as you know, it's a theory. Yeah. You know, you're going off of stories. And like I said before, I'll say this every time we talk about Bigfoot. I'm not a, I'm a believer, not a nor. I have not seen one. I would love right. to see one. Like I said, I'd probably shit my pants. Oh, yeah. But I believe they're out there. I just have never seen one. Right. And who knows? I could see the there's reports of white ones and yep. gray ones, all different types of them. Just like different hair colors. You have hair. I don't have hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's about it, Marty. That is uh, it for for this show. I think. All right, I'm gonna leave this. I'm gonna let one quote fly here, then we'll knock off here. Okay. I'm gonna quote Mickey Rourke from the 2010 movie Passion Play, and this is the quote. I'll paraphrase it. Fuck normal. 
when is normal ever when goddamn anything bye